Transient mic. Record, preserve, listen. Transient mic. Transient mic. Transient mic. Transient mic We believe that anyone can create change, contribute to culture, and help shape the experiences of generations to come through the art of recording. We believe that a nonprofit organization focused on making the recording arts accessible to all can give artists, creators, and dreamers the ability to share their talents with the world. If you agree, please join us in our mission to spread the passion and power of the human experience through the timeless art of recorded audio. Please show your support by making a financial contribution at transientmic.org donate. If it's a one-time contribution of $100 or just $5 a month, you can help keep our organization alive. Donate today at transientmic.org slash donate. Thank you. Does that make the guitar and, and what you're doing and all this work, is it an obsession or is it a yes. passion? I it's mean, does it, does, it's, it's a fine um, line, right? It's an obsession that stems from a passion. It is a fine line and I don't really know what it is. I think passion and obsession mean the same exact thing. I think it's the connotation. When it's hurting other people, when it's hurting yourself, when yeah. it's se severely like adding negative energy into the universe in some way, then it's an obsession. If it's contributing, then it's a passion. I think they literally are the same thing though. A passionate obsession require the same amount of time and require the same amount of brain space. When Jackie Benson transitioned from piano to guitar, she made a choice to forge a new path that would break through the wall of guitars surrounding the Austin scene. In this episode, she details a fine line between obsession and passion with her songs Fight and Never Say Die. Hello and welcome again to Transient Mike, the four-track series, and today's guest, we have Jackie Vincent. If you know her, she's worked her way to be one of the premier artists here in Austin, and you also brought your special guest. I get, I think your guitar's name is Herbie, right? Yeah, I found that Herbie, out. Herbie, yep. Now, what was right. the origin of the, of the uh, Herbie? I, after Herbie Hancock. Oh, okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, I love Herbie Hancock. It's a, is it a custom guitar, or is that just, no. how did you have to search for it? I, uh, I, I wasn't even looking for it. And I went to Guitar Center to try out an overdrive pedal because I needed a thicker something for rhythms that wasn't my lead pedal. I was like, okay, I need like distorted rhythm, like thicker rhythm. And uh, so I was going to get an overdrive pedal to put next to my lead pedal. And the guy was like, you know what? Let me bring you my favorite guitar in the store to try really? this out on. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, okay, whatever. I, don't, I could use that Ivan as well, and I don't care. And he's like, nah, 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 let me, I'll be right back. And he went and got that guitar. He went and got Herbie. And he was like, all right, here you go. And then he just gave it to me to try the overdrive pedal on. I'm like, really? Like, what was the point of that? Maybe he was High bored. High pressure sales Yeah, tactics. I was like, <laughs> yeah, maybe sales tactics. Exactly. I'm like, is this guy like land sharking me right now? <laughs> and um, so then I started playing it and like my fingers started buzzing. I mean, it was like weird. I was like, cool. I never even turned on the overdrive pedal because what actually ended up happening is that guitar has a like a reverse phase button and it puts all the pickups out of phase with each other and it makes the guitar sound distorted and thicker. And I was like, why get a pedal when it can just be built into the guitar? Well, yeah, I mean, you figured it out. I was out. like, why, why get a million pedals if yeah. I could just get a better guitar? 
And so he so he did his job and he sold you on it. You're... Oh yeah, I bought it the next day. <laughs> that's awesome. I, I didn't buy it the day of because it was two thousand dollars. Because that's that's the only and one you use, though, right? I mean, it's the only one. Yeah, I mean, I have like a blue guitar that this guitar maker in uh, in Germany, his name is Christoph. He uh, made me a guitar and he tried to make a replica of it because of how much I say that there's no other guitar on earth like that guitar. And he's like, I bet I can make you one. And he made me one, and it's like ninety four percent. That's cool. Like, Specific that number, yeah, too, yeah. Like Not it's 95. like it's close, but like the tone is different because it's different wood, and it was probably like the wood of the guitar and the conditions under which it was made, the the temperature outside, it all affects everything with the guitar. That's why no guitar is exactly like the other guitar. Well, that's... Like the pickups are the same on mm-hmm. the other guitar that Christoph made. But the wood is different, and the neck is thinner, and there's not like a finish on it that was on that one, and there's no way to recreate the conditions under which any guitar was made, really. Even a stupid little cheap guitar, it's still very uniquely stupid and cheap. You know, you're not gonna you're not gonna find any guitar like that stupid little cheap guitar in the corner, or because no guitar has been through what it's been through. Well, and, and the thing is, and I'm serious. You I can mean, hear the difference what, in the sound. That's the point. It's I mean, nuts. You picked up. You 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 stopped. Well, I would say stop, but you transitioned from playing the piano into picking up the guitar, the axe, and and yeah. in a lot of ways, that's what's going to define you. Like every, you it's think already of, defined. Me. Yeah. yeah, and that's that's what's great. Like the marriage that you created with this guitar is yeah. awesome. And and, and well, it's going to change. So yeah, I think it's great. And I really, we're really. I'm telling you, being in the studio with you today, it was kind of. I mean, you're you're such a down to earth person. You you know, you come in here, we set up, and we're, we've been doing a lot of tech talk and geek yeah. talk. We actually yeah. should have just recorded it from the moment <laughs> yeah, I walked yeah. in. No, we're just gonna have to. We had like a it. whole podcast, like <laughs> for like have... the, the twenty minutes of setup. We had like a whole podcast. But that's the yeah, thing. Right. I mean, it, it sounds like you're prolific in, in in the way you work. You're prolific in the way you know always practice. I mean, I don't know if you have to practice that much anymore. It's just kind of warming up. But... Well. It was actually a conversation I was having with with my manager Louis the other day. Oh, he he made a joke at me. I was like, okay, well, I've already lost a lot of time today, but I'm probably gonna rehearse until at least midnight. And he's like, and it was four o'clock, and he was like, oh, you lost a lot of time, and so now you only have eight hours. <laughs> so he made a joke, and I'm like, okay, well, let me explain what I mean by it's like, because you're tr- probably just imagining me standing, and by you, I mean him and everybody. Or you're probably imagining I'm standing in a room practicing scales, maybe solos, maybe I'm like singing and going through my songs. Mm-hmm. That's probably what you mean. That's what practicing literally would mean. But that's not all I'm doing. I'm also writing. Well, that, that was one thing I had to question about because, uh, you know, I've read a lot of interviews about where you talk about the process, but I'm really more interested in like what inspires you because I, I, after reading the interviews, I, I imagine you're up, you're letting a loop run over and over, and then yep, that's one f- thing I do sometimes depending on the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yesterday I didn't do that very often. I didn't solo over a loop for four hours like I say I sometimes do. I didn't yeah. do that yesterday because yesterday I was tasked with uh, I have to rewrite a song by next Thursday, and that means I have to put the entire process and I have to squeeze the entire process into five days and usually the process starts with me jamming on a loop and finding a melody but since this is a rewrite I already had a melody I already had chords so like probably 25% of the process is complete right Mm -hmm. the rest of it is trying new melodies over the chords trying a different beat trying all that stuff and then picking a beat and sticking to a beat knowing that of the million beats this is the best beat 
and it's a really hard thing to narrow that down sometimes. And that can take like 20 hours just to narrow down a beat or a tempo. Wow. You know what I mean? Because like you get the tempo and you think you have it and you like spend an hour recording a demo of it because you just wrote it. So you're not going to get the demo perfect the first time. Right. Mm-hmm. So it takes about an hour to record the first demo. Then you got to listen to it. You got to listen to it like 30, 40 times. Imagine it's your favorite song. This is a record. This is going to exist forever. Yeah. So imagine it's your favorite song. How many times have you listened to your favorite song? Yeah, I mean, endlessly, really. And and no matter how many times you listen to it, you don't find anything about it that wavers you from it being your favorite song. That's because the person who wrote it listened to it 20 more times, 20 times the many amount of times to get it right so that's the artistry in it so that make that that crazy fan that hears it can hear it a hundred times and Mm -hmm. not finally get annoyed at that wrong bass note Mm -hmm. you know what i mean (laughs) so it's like takes an hour to record the demo and then i have to listen to it 50 times how long is that going to take 50 times 44 minutes so here we are um at like a four-hour session and i haven't even practiced a scale because yeah. think about it also, I also have to practice the guitar. I also have to keep my chops up. And but, I can practice a scale Does for it leave you time for anything else? Do you get to read? Do you get to watch like the Netflix? No, I don't want to do anything else. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to do anything so else. It's that's... the only thing I want to do. The only time, the only thing I do besides it is the stuff that I have to do in order to be a good human being. Like I have to see my mom. <laughs> <laughs> I have she rolls to, her eyes. Like, <laughs> she, no, you have to feed my pets. I have to take my dog out. <clears throat> I have to eat. Yeah. You know, I have to drink water. Yeah, don't forget water. to eat. Yeah. I have to yeah. take a shower. Yeah. Isn't that silly, though? Sometimes you forget to drink water. That's a big one, really. I forget so, to eat all yeah, the time. I'll I'll do go, I haven't eaten today. I, I tell people, you haven't been able to tell by looking at I woke up at noon and I haven't eaten today. I want to give you yeah. something to eat now. Like, what are we got? I'm not worried about it. This there's is, some, like, there's... normal for me. Usually I don't eat until, like, six or seven hours oh after God. I've woken up because I, like, wake up and I'm like, all right, I got to take my dog out and I got to do this so that I can get into the studio ASAP. Would you say, so does that make the guitar and what you're doing and all this work, is it an obsession or is it a passion? I it's mean, does it, does, it's, it's a, a fine line, right? It's an obsession that stems from a passion. Yeah, that's yeah. it's that's really cool. It I, is a fine line, and yeah. I don't really know what it is. It looks like it's a passion because it's contri- okay. I think mm-hmm. it's the uh, I think passion and obsession mean the same exact thing. I think it's the connotation. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I think that it's an obsession when it's hurting mm-hmm. things, hurting you when you forget to eat. Oh no! Like, <laughs> well, eventually my body's like, hey, hey, and then I eat. You know what I mean? I'm not like, I'm not like not eating because I think that when I don't eat, I am sacrificing a meal <laughs> no, to the I guitar. Do. No, like, it's you not, just get deep into what you're I doing just forget. and you forget. Yeah. I literally forget. But then my body's like, hey, and then I'm like, okay, okay, I, I, you know, it's been seven hours. I guess it's time for a break. You know what I mean? Then I'll eat. But like, when it's hurting other people. When it's hurting yourself, when yeah. it's se- severely like adding negative energy into the universe in some way, then it's an obsession. Uh, if it's if it's contributing, then it's a passion. That's a I good... think they literally are the same thing, though. A passion and obsession require the same amount of time and require the same amount of brain space. And I, you make a good point. What I what I know you as an artist, and this is what's good about Jackie Benson. Like I've seen you around town, and you're doing things like you you do give back, and and so it's it's yeah. awesome that you have that. Your heart in the right place, and you're yeah. so involved in the community. I don't mean to cut my mom out. I just I have a lot of work to <laughs> you do. To, yeah, you got, you got to promote, promote, and and then, then like I said, do good for the community and give back. I want to get into the first song, which which I really enjoyed. We're gonna we're gonna feature "Fight" first, and I yeah. think that was really cool. Let's talk about it when we get back. But that uh, you're gonna get to jam on this one and everyone. So let's let's roll it. Thank you. 
takes every little ounce of patience. I work so hard to make this. Focusing to the tears in my eyes. Gotta work, gotta change my life. I wanna see higher. I wanna grow further. Open my eyes and fight the good fight. Good fight. I wanna dive deeper. I wanna love truer. Open my eyes and fight the good
the truth, we cannot hear it. Bowing down to willful ignorance. To a culture comes destruction. To a culture comes destruction. To a culture comes destruction. We're back from fight. That was a really good song. It's a open your eyes and fight the good fight. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that one really stuck out that lyric to me. And tell me about the, the inspiration for that one. Well, I guess, I, I guess it's kind of in the same realm of what we were just talking about with passion versus obsession. Um, you know, try, try to have a passionate life, not an obsessive life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think that the line is so fine that it can be challenging to discern the two until maybe you've gotten a little bit too far down the road, right? And, mm-hmm. and then one day, maybe some people never wake up, but some people wake up and they're like, what have I been doing? I, yeah, I but it's, it's very timely with, with yeah. the, the state of the, the, the politics that we're in and, and what, yeah. what's going on in America. There's, I mean, sometimes, you know, like I said, I, I like your songs and even the titles, are, there's either they're inspirational or they have to do with the romance, but at the same time, uh, you have your own voice where you're, uh, how can you say, you're, t- you're taking command, and I think, and I think yeah. that's great command of the guitar command of your lyrics and that that really rings forth when you're on the stage yeah and, you know well it's I'm like sure practice what you preach right <laughs> yeah exactly and yeah. you know i wanted to talk about something because it was it's really cool i know you're doing a whole bunch of touring right now and yeah. it gives you a, like sort of a broader look at, at this world audience mm-hmm. uh do you think there's like any significant differences that you find you know across so many audiences that you've entertained like the, is it just world the music unites us all and there's no differences? yeah the only difference is uh the language they speak. That's cool. And and so, what is there any gig that sounds out to you out there? I mean, like being. What do you mean, like a memory? Yeah, yeah, like a good memory. Out on I tour. had a really great time at the River Revival Fest in Houston. Shout out to Splice Records. That was so rad. It was like this camping fest where they camped out by the river, and like, it was just so awesome. It was an open bar. I was oh like. Is there such a thing as a festival which is like free booze? Yeah. Because I think the point is that they want you to stay there the whole weekend. And do you camp? Are you a camper? I didn't camp because I had like <laughs> three other gigs. That <laughs> I, had three. I was coming from another gig to that gig. Um, but it was really fun and it was really great vibes. Another one was uh, I really liked the first year PN tour we did this year. It was the one in uh, June. Mm-hmm. That one was really good. We did like a festival every other day or every day. That was awesome. Wow. It was like there was only two or three days that we didn't play, which is how I prefer it. Because if I'm just sitting around doing nothing, I want to be at home. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If I'm out away from home, I need to be busy not thinking about the fact that I'm away from home. Instead of like sitting in a hotel room in a small town in Germany, um, like thinking about my PlayStation 4 <laughs> for like the fourth day in a row. I'm like... <laughs> that's so yeah because see I, you I, know like, what i mean like you just it's like fomo i got see the, fomo like a mofo man you know what fomo is no, yeah. what is that it means fear of missing out it's like you're sitting oh, somewhere fomo, you're like oh, yeah, oh my god that, that party's yeah. really really great and i'm not at it that's like a huge thing yeah I, have, I think more so I have, with social media right I, I say fomo and people like laugh at it because of broad city but it's a real thing oh yeah it it's is a real thing it causes me actual anxiety so if i'm like doing nothing for days and days at a time mm-hmm. and i'm not home oh my god that's that's actual hell i'm like i could be seeing my dad i could be walking my dog i could be doing anything but instead i'm sitting in the middle of nowhere in the netherlands and, and you don't go out and explore the sites because you middle can't. of nowhere yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i can't drive so even if i am in a city you know hopefully the city has public transportation it doesn't always yeah and then also who's willing to go out with me 
I'm not going to mm-hmm. go out alone. Yeah. So like, it's like a complication to go out on days off in, in Europe, unless everybody's on board. See, and, I, and I'm finding, you know, as we talk to more and more artists, it, it's it's not as glamorous as, as you would think it would be sometimes. And it is if you keep it moving. Yeah, if you keep it's it moving. It's badass if you keep it moving. Just, one one minute you're like staring, you're on a gas station looking at the entire German Alps. And then the next minute you're like buying weed at a coffee shop in Amsterdam. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Like it can be extremely glamorous. You just have to keep it moving. You can't have more than a day or two of rest. You, you basically only have as much rest as your body physically needs. Yeah. And then it's rad. It's just like, boom, 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 boom. And then, like, all these weirdos are like, hey, baby, you want to hang out? I'm like, nope, going to France tomorrow. <laughs> Can't, too busy. I love it. It's rad. That's cool. But I had a few tours this year that mm. were, we had too much off time. Yeah. One of them was in Europe and, and uh, one of them was in America. And it was like, uh, never again. Yeah. I'd rather just not go on the tour because then I'll just be home. Mm-hmm. It's like, if I'm playing one gig, but I'm going to be gone for a week. Okay, I'd either rather be in San Diego or home, <laughs> like, or Hawaii or something. I'm like, if I'm going to be just off, like, put me somewhere rad and give me a rental car. Yeah, exactly. And then it'll be great. So, like, that's that's a lesson learned. I could have never known that going in. And when of course, I'm going to accept the European tour. Yeah. Why and when you're I? out there, I mean, what's 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 the feedback in terms of, I mean, you, you everybody, you, you're known for being from Austin, right? I mean, do you get to share that? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, so the vibe carries some clout it's like the first, in itself. Right? It's like the first line. In Europe, it's really a lot of clout really? to be from Austin. Yes. Extremely. It, really a lot more than I thought. I didn't know it was that internationally famous. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, in Europe, especially in the blues scene, like, Everybody in the blue scene knows what Austin, Texas is, and we all know why. Yeah. And you're, be- you're becoming a, a delegate or an ambassador in that way. Like when you pulled up, you were saying, you know, you just don't have the time that you get to yeah. used to have to explore. To just Aust- be in town yeah. and just do whatever podcast was thrown at me. I mean, I don't think that this is just any podcast. Yeah, no, I, I get it. But though. like I could do any podcast, like really developed podcasts or like, you know, podcasts just starting out. I, I had more time and now I have to be pickier. Yeah. I don't have as much time and I don't want to accept like a, you want to be on the first episode of my podcast ever yeah. versus this. I would rather do this. Y'all have more experience and I have to be more picky now. When, and, and like you said, because you got to keep moving. And I think that's, I that's, moving, that's a, yeah. do you find yourself like at some point the trajectory of your, of your, if it t- takes you outside of Texas, is, or is this where you're going to, you know, this is your home base. You don't really oh, want to yeah. be. There's no reason to live anywhere when we have the internet and airplanes. You can live anywhere you want cool and, th- and this last year you got to do the acl right the oh yeah that was rad yeah, was I mean, that like a bucket listing why would i leave austin yeah, exactly. what music city is better i mean you can find a comparable one but what music city is better well that's cool that's a great that's a great thought because i i believe it to be true also there's just so much here so <laughs> people much. move from their cities to live here mm-hmm. you know what i mean that would be like that would be like being born and raised and having all of your family members and all of your resources in new york city and being like Maybe I should go to Chicago. (laughs) You're in New York. What are you doing? You know what I mean? Like, you're already here. You've already been here. You already know the place. You grew up here. Yeah. And it would be insane. Well, what's what's apparent, because you can get almost any musical style here in Austin, and it's very apparent in your songs where you cover from blues to reggae and go back to, I've even heard some jazz stuff that you've, on the piano. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot. So I wanted to talk to you about your strategy to, because it could help musicians out there to, 
uh, last year you spent you're just releasing a single like a month or single every yeah. couple weeks, and I then did. you're gonna make the whole album release this year, right? Yeah, and there's so, gonna be more songs. That that was some of the some of the songs from last year are going to be on the album, and some of them won't be. Some of them were live versions, like I did them live in the studio, and then I redid them. Like Rolling and Tumbling's gonna be on the album, mm-hmm. the May release, okay. but I redid it in the studio because the one I did for the May release for the video, because it was just a, it was also a video. So some of the singles are studio recordings, and some of them were live recordings because there was a video. Yeah. And, 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 um, but so, how'd you come up with that strategy? Is it something that your manager told you, or you you brought that up? I mean, oh, did... no, I got that idea from rappers. Okay. And in uh, the <laughs> age of the internet, you only last for about, if you're a really big deal, you might last for a month, mm-hmm. like in the news. If you're a really big deal, mm-hmm. like Donald Glover when he came out with This Is America. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we know uh, the, childish Gambino. Yeah, yeah, I call childish, him Donald yeah. Glover because <laughs> childish. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. when childish but, Gambino came out with "This Is America," he lasted for I think a month, and then have you even heard peep of that yeah. ever since? No, he. I'm not saying that he didn't get great success in a button. Like that was a huge deal for him, and he's probably still living off that wave. Mm. But the point is, is he was only in the news and only cycling on Facebook. For about a month. And but in the metrics, of, I mean, do you find that it's working really well for you? I mean, obviously it must well, be. Well, because I have to keep, if mm. I want people to keep thinking about me, because in order to get gigs, people have to think about you. Oh, I'm doing a wedding. Who should I hire? Ooh, I'm a really big fan of bloat. You know, yeah. like in order to get gigs and to get paid, you have to stay relevant. And yeah. content, right? I mean, especially now. With... You, you were talking about earlier, yeah. like you a lot always... of the stuff we'll use for content. It's like, I understand. He doesn't care because he doesn't do the social media. Yeah, social yeah. media is like this. <laughs> Never-ending, like, but even with little music, shop of horrors I think, beast that you have exactly. to... Yeah. Exactly. It's like it's always nipping at you. Like, all the fucking time. With music, more so, fans day. want to take a piece of, piece of you home, right? Yeah. Always. And they always exactly. want more. They always want more. They like, always I'm, want more. I'm a fan of, you know... Like, they watch three minutes. Three minutes that might have taken you four days to create. Yeah, exactly. And, and they're like, well, all right, well, it's song? done. Where's the next song? Yeah, yeah exactly. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. It's absolutely insane. But like you said, to stay relevant, I mean... I have to get... First of all, that was like... The first time I've ever attempted anything like that, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was like training ground. I'm like, you're going to have to get even more intense with this if you want to keep moving up. Yeah. You know, I, like rappers drop a mixtape every other week, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was it was really keen of you to kind of figure that out and, and, and roll with it because I, th- yeah. I think it's working. And I think and so, too. We're telling other folks, we're other telling other some of our artists that we're recording, we're going to try to th- that strategy, too. We're yeah. Like, it's, use, it's expensive. It. Yeah, it is. It's expensive, but... You can find a lo-fi way to do it if you're if you're trying to just do something. You can find a just anything, even a cell phone video once every other week. It doesn't matter. But yeah. if you want it to be like uh, maybe get you out of your state, you might have to spend a little money on it. Yeah, is what I'm saying. Well, I, I think it's be it'd be good to get into "Never Say Die." I think that's yeah. The, let's let's feature that one, and then I want to talk about some of the song structure when we get back. But "Never Say Die."
Never say die. That was a, that was a really good performance, and of course you're shredding it as you <laughs> usually do. That was my, one of my more electronic uh, songs. I'm trying to get people used to an electronic sound because I've always listened to electronic music and I want it to be a part of my sound. And then it fits as when I've, you know, like I said, watching you live. I got to see you play at, at Rumi's Tavern out in. Oh Minnesota. yeah, <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah, it's a good. It's a that good was town. with my old setup and my old drum machine. Yeah, I have a new. And then I saw you now. at Antone's for, for the ham benefit. And that was, yeah. is that what the, that, that was, was also with my old, old drum yeah. machine. Yeah, you hadn't seen it. I mean, I guess you saw these songs today when we recorded them. Yeah, and, uh, and what's special, I think, I, I want to talk about your style that you're developing because there's definitely a signature Jackie Vincent sound that that's, <laughs> that you're creating. And, it, and, and particularly the way that your guitar follows your voice. Yeah. And sometimes I think maybe it's the other right, way around. Maybe you're following the guitar that, that oh, Herbie's yeah, talking no, it's, to you. It's you just, it, we're just swimming. We're swimming with each other. Yeah. And yeah. That's really cool. And then and then there's like this, I talk, we talked about in the breaks, but like the 1-5 interval that you're using oh, yeah, uh, in, a... in the vocal. Tell us about that structure and, and how that taps into our ability to... Well, melodies are melodies are really important to me. Um, I've always been obsessed with melodies, just personally, even not even caring about what anybody thinks of anything that I do, like stripping all that away. I'm I'm obsessed with melodies. I love songs that have really great melodies that work over the chords. But as I started diving more into it, it's like I figured out that I want my music to be melodic. And so um, I think that like I've been, I think there's not been a timeline. I think it's just been like this. Instead of thinking of it linear, thinking of it like kind of like a string theory kind of thought where mm -hmm. everything's folded on top of itself. So people are like, oh, well, you are you picked up the guitar and then you started playing solos and then you started writing melodic music. And mm -hmm. I'm like, no, no, I picked up the guitar because I loved melodic music and the solos turned around and turned into the melodies 
that then turned into the electric guitar distortion sound that then blended into my voice. But it all started with just my love of melodies, period. And that's, that, and that's the feeling I there's get no when, linear. I, when I try to dis- dissect your song. That's what I feel, I feel like something's folded on top of another. Yeah, top there's of, no really... linear thing. There's not like, I want to play the guitar. Oh, I yeah. like melodies. Oh, well, because, I'm going to sing with my guitar. It was not linear. It, but, like, it all connected to itself. Yeah, and I think that's when, when your guitar mirrors your voice, that's what keeps that... Yeah, that connection, how it, like 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 a bowl of spaghetti, it just because kind of, the melody is yeah. really important, <laughs> yeah. and I'm thinking about a lot of stuff up there, and yeah. I don't want to mess up the melody. Yeah. The melody is the most important part of the song. Otherwise, why did I even drive to the venue and set up my stuff? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like no, you got to hear this melody. And that might and go back so to the, the, yeah. the guitar reinforces what I'm singing because I don't trust my voice to to really. I don't I don't think my voice on its own is strong enough to really drive the melody home. That's why I like to double it with my guitar. And what's also cool, it acts like a backup vocalist at the exactly. same time. Exactly. This is what the Beatles did. The mm-hmm. Beatles, if you listen to their recordings after a certain year, literally not one of their songs doesn't have unison doubles in it. Mm-hmm. Like oh, You're speaking my language. Okay. Yeah, Paul McCartney <laughs> and John Lennon, like all of them. There were some songs where all four of them were just singing the melody. Yeah. You know what I mean? And And like... There, that's because the melody is the most important part. I mean, that's why you know, like in production, it's something that you know most. Uh, I guess, I, I guess Craig Marshall called them civilians, people that don't play music. It's yeah, funny. civilians. He calls Let's, them civilians. Yeah, I, I call them the layman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good word for it too. They are obsessed with melodies. They don't know, but they, they are, don't know also they, that they are. most chorus. I mean, pretty much every chorus you hear now is at least double tracked, if not triple or quadruple tracked. That's because once yeah. the Beatles did it, there was no yeah. going back. Yeah, then you, you make started... it a certain thing, and and you then your ear expects to hear it, even if they don't yeah. know it's a subliminal. Well, thing. at first, when the Beatles did it, they don't know. And you're right. Yeah. Absolutely. They don't know that they expect to hear it. You know what they would do? They'd be yeah. like, these vocals are like quiet and kind of thin. Exactly. Yeah. They, didn't, I don't they even would know just, if they would use the word thin. It's just yeah, quiet. quiet. Yeah, Sounds they, weird. Yeah, they wouldn't even say thin. The yeah. smarter ones, the ones yeah. who were yeah. a little bit yeah. more keen might say also thin. But the mm. most of them would be like, this actually, half of them would be like, these vocals are quiet. The other yeah. half wouldn't even say anything and they would just change the song. Yeah. yeah. They'd be like, next. <laughs> Yeah. But it's they weird hit the shuffle those, button. I'm serious. They, and they don't even know why they did that. They yeah. just did. It was like instinct. Yeah. It's you almost know? like when you, when, you, when you show a friend a demo who's not a musician, and you're like, oh, it's a demo, though. It's not compressed. It's not double-tracked. Yeah, no, There's nothing I don't going ever on. Show, I don't, no, you don't. Show your demo. Number one rule, never don't show, show a lame in your demo. Yeah, yeah they won't get Ever. It. It don't even show that them, good. Don't even show them a good <laughs> final mix. Yeah. Show them nothing until you're paying a radio promoter yeah <laughs> that's when you're showing them that. but until you have a number one don't show it literally actually let them find it themselves on the radio yeah uh-huh. you know what i mean like screw them yeah yeah no I, I learned a long time ago never don't even tell a layman your idea yeah be like I, i'm thinking about switching to the guitar nope just wait don't yeah. tell anybody just do it well, you already then they're gonna go, why would you, you play yeah. guitar uh-huh. My own mother. Yeah, my mom's the same way. My own mother. Yeah. And now she's at every show. I'm like, oh. I told you. Real rich, mom. Real rich. Well, it's just like John's aunt. I'm you know, don't I love quit my your mother. day jobs. You know. I'm kidding. I love my mother. Well, the, first, the first year, though, she was like, you know, you're really good at the piano. Like, for real. Yeah. And I'm but like, see, yeah. she's supporting something already that you're good at. She, yeah, she's, she was, she's she still was, being supportive. She right? was kind about it, yeah. but she had doubts. 
I know she really? did. Well, she had doubts for well, like parents, the first two well, years. The a parent's always going to feel that way. She's doing her job. Not she my dad. My <laughs> dad was well, like... Well, your dad's a musician, so he yeah. gets, he's, a pro, he's a professional. He he's, knows he, that yeah. it takes a while. Yeah. And that and officially for you, I mean, you were you were at Berkeley. I mean, and and then you came out of that, and you put in your dues here in the Austin scene. I mean, and you're on the rise, right? And and would you feel like you can do this now for as, as long as you, as long as you can? And and I mean, because you you're so. I feel uh, like I'm always going to be able to make it work. I feel like I'm yeah. never going to have any other job. But I you're really, also unless very, I lose my love for it, mm-hmm. there's nothing else that's going to stop it. Well, there's another aspect that I think you would be good at because what what was funny is that we were talking and you really know your gear, you really know what yeah. you're doing. I mean, I mean, like we were you were geeking out. I was just trying just trying to keep up. But tell me about this this idea that the technical renaissance of what you're experiencing and because I feel you can be okay, a teacher, so that, you can be a trainer. That That's, is linear. Yeah. Now this is one thing about my career that is linear. Mm-hmm. My journey with gear. Mm-hmm. So. I started off on the guitar. I switched to the guitar. I sucked. Literally could not even take the guitar out of the house. I can't even. It's, it's crazy oh that God, you say dude. that. See, that's like, why your mom was sucked. telling you to go back to piano. <laughs> no, for real. And my mom and my mom was there for when I learned how to play the piano. So yeah. she's not like she's not like an she's idiot who process. doesn't know what's going yeah. on. She's seen the process, yeah. and even she was like, "It's been nine months. Yeah. <laughs> why can't you play a chord yet?" But that's re- now that's super inspiring though to know that you could it was bad. you could I not sucked. play and then listen to well, you. Well, you know out. why I sucked the first year because I only put three hours a day into it. Yeah, okay. That's why only guys only, only only three hours a day. Well, that's what they say that I you started put putting twenty thousand hours, right? That's what ten thousand. Ten thousand. I started yeah. putting yeah. six to ten yeah. my second year, and by by a year and a half. So by mm-hmm. the half of when I started stepping up the practice time, by a half year. Um, I was doing open mics and playing like little 30 minute gigs. Mm-hmm. I could finally play bar-, bar chords for more than eight minutes without my hands cramping up so bad that my muscles literally failed and mm. I had to like take a break. Yeah, to walk off stage. Like the whole first year, <laughs> I practiced three hours a day every year. I mean, every day yeah. for the first year. And at the end of the first year, I still could not play for more than 10 minutes, like accompany myself yeah. without my hand being so mm. failed that yeah. I literally had to stop just to be able to even use it. Wow. You know, I'm talking about true muscle failure. And so the linear progression, so you, you finally... So I finally got to a point where I could play for more than 45 minutes. I could even do like a two-hour set, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, this is year two. And I was trying to find a band to work with, and it was really tumultuous. Like, I found a bass player who was on board, but I couldn't find a drummer, and it was just really tumultuous. And the gigs only paid like $100, because mm-hmm. I'm not going to try and go after like a big-ass gig, and I'm not even confident in myself yet. like i know yeah. i'm not there yet i'm not going to charge somebody five hundred dollars a thousand dollars plus you know so i was like i gotta figure out how to do this on my own so i went and i bought an acoustic guitar and i was like this is boring and i can't play solos and i'm like okay so i definitely want to play the electric guitar but i but i need to play solos like that's what i want that was my vision when i took on this whole thing mm-hmm. that i was going to be a chick that i can actually play yeah right that's what i wanted like a tr- chick ripping solos. You don't see that. And so I was like, I got to figure out a way to do that. And how can I do it with or without a band? And I was just like messing around with my board one day. That delay pedal was the first delay pedal I ever bought. Mm-hmm. Um, and I put it, I was just messing around with it. And this question had been swirling around in my head. How am I going to play solos s- solo without a band? What am I going to do? Mm-hmm. And that delay pedal has a hold function on it with a 17 second looper. And I was just screwing around on it one day. It was like something just like showed me to, and it was like like very shortly after I started wondering this, like maybe a week. Mm-hmm. And I went to the hold function and I was like, and I clicked it again and it was like, and I was like, what is, I was like, 
loops. Yeah. That's how I can play solos without having to have a band, right? And, and the technology is now here for the loops. That's, you're at a time it was kind of burgeoning. Oh, the technology is here and it's it, been developed. Yeah. Like looper pedals have been around for like 15, 20 years yeah. now. So we are far into the, they, they can be MIDI synced. There's a lot you can do with looper pedals that you couldn't when they first came out. Now, well, actually, looper pedals have been around a really, really long time. Like, actually, since the 80s. Mm-hmm. It was a really long time <laughs> in the technology era. So, yeah, really, really well, long time. you go time. back to tape loops and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah you could yeah. do looping. But, like, loop pedals, probably yeah, loop maybe pedals 20 years. I mean, yeah. Probably 20 because years. Because they are on the rise. You're seeing more and more of it. So, but the technical... Well, because you got to be able to do stuff efficiently. But but what I'm saying is... You're, so, when there's a whole bunch of people using pedals. See, mm. you, you you were saying early on, okay, I want to be someone who can play a, a female ripping. Who can rip, yeah. yeah. And then you said, well, I need a, a backup. So it's like a, a progression, but this renaissance, because now you're using this uh, Pioneer DJ well, board. And- I, did, I did guitar looping mm-hmm. forever, and I didn't have enough sounds. I didn't like, it still wasn't as compelling as the band show because it was just guitars. It was a hitting a guitar and guitar beat, scratch as a snare, guitar scratch. It's just all just like this amalgam of like guitar noises. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I was like, I figured out what an SPDSX was about a year and a half ago. And I was like, ooh, I'll add a drum machine. So I plugged that in the looper pedal. But then we had the problem of like, now we have too much very uniquely could be mixed on their own instruments plugged into one pedal. Mm-hmm. I was like, ugh, it's just not right. Plus, it was really hard, like playing something with sticks and then putting it down, and then having to switch over to a guitar, and it was just too much, too much for one person to handle on stage. And I would, even at the smoothest, I'm still really distracted. Like, what's the next move I got to make? Worry about too yeah. much. Yeah, yeah, it's just too much, and I can't super perform. With it and, yeah, yeah, even when you're super rehearsed, it's still four or five different jobs so within a five-minute span. Right? Yeah, like I have to do five different things in five minutes. Yeah. it's like. Damn. And you just want to play and guitar. And I got to sing the song. Yeah. And I just want to play the guitar. I just want to play guitar. some music, man. Exactly. <laughs> but, but here's the thing that we were talking about, the concept that I want to even uh, explore a little bit more is because you said even though if you have all this technical stuff right going, there's the renaissance. You have to put the melody that that, you that can't lose has to sight be of above what really matters. Yeah, you can't lose sight of what really matters, which is the music. And so having to have too much gear and doing mm-hmm. trying to do the looper show but then also trying to have songs that evolve and change sections became a huge clash the thing about looper shows is that it needs to be loopable it can't be a song like giant steps yeah. you can't like loop giant steps there's like 25 changes in that thing you know what i mean it's mm-hmm. like a 42 bar form or 32 bar form with like 17 different chords in it mm-hmm. it will take you a minute to build that loop every time and before you know it you're five minutes in and you're just now starting the song yeah you know what i mean and that's one thing about looping that's that's kind of hard as a performer is, is when you're having to build those loops and you're constantly having to change them and the audience is like okay what's going on or now? you build yeah. them and they and you don't even if you build you have to build it on a chord progression or you yeah, can exactly. just build a beat and play along with it and but then what happens when you want a solo you got to mm-hmm. record a rhythm part yeah and it's just a lot of building and it's okay if all of your songs are two chords Pretty and there's basic, no right? yeah. sections but i have bridges i have key changes i have i have a song where the guitar solo is in g but the song's in f mm-hmm. you know and uh you can't do that kind of stuff with looping you can't it mm-hmm. has to be loopable or you can but every song is going to be 13 minutes long because of how long it takes mm-hmm. you to build and rebuild loops yeah and you're gonna have to have like so much freaking equipment it's unbelievable and i'm like okay so this is when this is the new revelation i've had Hmm. what is the purpose of your show because like everything else everything i just said maybe makes it sound like looper shows aren't good shows that's not 
what I was saying. Um, looper shows aren't good shows if that's not the purpose of your show. If your per- the purpose of your show is looping, do it up, man. Get a drum kit. Like, do it all. And design the songs. Write the songs to lend themselves to you having to do. When you have to switch to the drum kit, maybe it happens to be during a breakdown that you recorded earlier in the songs. Like, design your show around the looping if that's what it's about. Mm. But my show is about the guitar playing. So the looping just takes away from it. Yeah. And that's good that... I mean. Your guitar playing is is what stands out, and that's what you're. That's it's cool that you're known for that because, again, as a female, it's a great idea that you had, and you see yeah. it. I mean, we go back to Joan Jett. We know it's out there, but no, they don't rip solos. Yeah, though. yeah, exactly. They don't rip how solos. How many? How many rip but, solos? Like Bonnie Raitt, maybe. So I mean, it, it, so do you think that uh, you're born to be a guitar player? I mean, in that sense maybe. that you you discovered it that way, the the, the long way around or the short maybe. way around. Yeah. I mean, it could be argued either way. It could be argued that I was meant to do it all along, and even though I tried to do another instrument, I eventually ended up right where I needed to be, or was meant to be. You can argue that. Or you could argue that I wasn't meant to do it, and I had to force it. I had Mm. to be like, I'm doing this. It's been a year, three hours every day for a year, and I still suck. Time to do 10 hours. I mean, you could argue that it wasn't Mm. meant to be and that I had to force it. I don't really know. Yeah. Don't really care either. But But it does feel feel natural. I'll say that much. yeah, Yeah, that's good. And I, I think your songs, again, they feel natural. I like the They the sound hooks. better on yeah, the guitar, yeah. The hooks and the way they support each other. And the lyrically. So like I said, you're you're giving, you're the, the whole package. And I really, really enjoyed having you in the studio today <laughs> and really sharing with us. And also she, she came bearing gifts today. That was kind of cool. Yes, we got, I had a zebra picture. Yeah, I got a zebra picture and some, some new sounds. That zebra here, picture is yeah. going up today, yeah, by yeah. the way. That's, it's a rad picture. It's yeah. going up. I've spent many, many hours just staring at that zebra picture. <laughs> As well, you cool, guys can imagine. <laughs> I didn't just think like, today when you were coming that I was going to end up with a zebra on my wall. <laughs> and like the entire contact for complete yeah, yeah. Like, instrument library. and sounds you have do like 2,000 now. now. And, that, and see, that's that's a vibe and an energy. That's what we're <laughs> trying to do with Transient Mike. We hope that folks really, you know, tune in to the, to the podcast and keep listening. We're going we're gonna to be starting season three real soon again. But also just to know that, you know, our mission is you're, you're helping support our mission. Yeah. And that's so wonderful to us. It feels like, okay, some, some of the things that you you shared with us earlier like it feels like we're doing the right thing here yeah and that feels what, right yeah it feels right mm-hmm. so we're good all right good. Cool. peace out have peace a good out. one Fight and Never Say Die were written and performed by Jackie Vinson and recorded at Transient Mike Studio in Austin, Texas. Audio engineer and songs mixed by Jeremy Fowler. Special thanks to Mosaic Sound Collective, Jeremy Briones, and Eric Panico. Transient Mike is a 501c3 nonprofit organization devoted to the preservation of music and sound. Help support our mission by going to transientmike.org donate. If you would like to be a sponsor, contact us at info at transientmike.org. The 4-Track Series is a production of Transient Mike. I'm your host, David Ventura Garcia. Thank you for listening.